this is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. So, Sid, as far as updates go, I feel like I have been so appreciative of all the listener feedback we've been getting um, since the launch. And so thank you guys for always sharing, you know, moments that you found were helpful or things that you decided to take action on in your life because one of the episodes or topics that we talked about was inspiring to you. So please keep sharing that with us. And as far as um, something that's kind of inspired something for the future for a topic, um, for an episode is uh, one of our friends shouted out the lovely girl group that we have. Yeah. And basically was just curious how we actually um, kind of going off what we talked about with adult friendships in the last episode of how do you actually from there form an awesome girl group and kind of how did we all get started with this great, amazing, supportive group of ladies that we have here. And talking into talking about some of those things so i think as far as future topics go i'd love to dive a little bit more deeply into that with you and th- you guys can look forward to um more inspiring content around that yes i'm looking forward to telling you guys how we all met and how we maintain and and everything that kind of goes into this great group that we have so stay tuned for that um so this week for inspirational jazz that's going on. (laughs) Um, So every year for the past 10 years, Bill and Melinda Gates of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation do an annual letter. And this is what was super inspiring to me this week. Um, It was also shared within my office, which I appreciated. But they this year kind of took a different tone. So usually what they do is kind of an outline of everything that they've been working on, feedback about... um, all of the progress that they've made, what they plan to work on the following year and and everything like that. And what I loved about this year is that they intentionally took really hard questions from either critics or supporters um, and answered them very thoroughly. I mean, the amount of information and transparency they used within this letter was really inspiring. And I think it's something that a lot of us can learn from as we're sharing with our own audiences and and the importance of, of of really being honest about what you're working on and how it's working. And they go into some really great details around the work that they're doing abroad in third world countries, but also the work that they're doing right here in the U.S., um, which I think people don't know about as much. I didn't. And so it was great to hear more about what they're really doing like right here at home. So I loved, loved, loved that. So we'll share that for you all to read. It is a longer read, but definitely, definitely worth it um, and very inspiring. So I loved that. And the other thing... That is super inspiring this week is I got through three episodes of the new Queer Eye that's on Netflix, and it was so good. Can I tell you? I laughed. I cried. I literally went through the gamut of emotions for every single episode, and it was, I mean... 
I never watched the original Queer okay. Eye. So that was like, going to be my question was, is it similar to the original that was on Bravo? So it's the same structure. So there's still five okay. five guys, the Fab Five. And um, I think that like that is and they all have like a different expertise so they're all kind of taking care of one part of the men that they're working with and but their personalities are wonderful there are some like really tough stuff that they get through um but and it's just uh, i was literally just crying with them when they were all crying too (laughs) so i felt like i was right there with them which felt good um but i think this is a great a great addition to uh, my tv lineup so i'm probably gonna power through it pretty quickly but i'm gonna go back for uh for more feel-good moments. So. I, we were scrolling through um, Netflix the other day, and I we saw it, and I was like, oh, it's... I didn't realize... I had heard about it coming back out, and I didn't really realize that it was a Netflix thing. I thought it was going to be back on Bravo for whatever reason. So yeah. to know that it's on Netflix, I'm even more excited because that means I can watch it. You can binge. And that... Yeah, I didn't know either. So I kept seeing stuff on Twitter about about... The, the Queer Eye show and I was like wasn't that on like forever ago and someone texted me and they were like you've got to watch the show and I was like okay so, so explain this to me like is it new is it old like is it reruns and she's like no it's brand new you need to watch it you're gonna love it alright let's tune in yeah and she was right I'm I'm obsessed so those are my two pieces of inspiration this week uh, excellent <laughs> go get Netflix if you don't have it <laughs> okay Sid Give it to me straight. What are we talking about today? So today we are talking about continuing education, which I'm excited about because it takes so many forms. Um, And wherever you're at with your life and with your situation and the things that you've got going on, I really, really believe that there is a style of continuing ed that will work for you. Um, And that's what we're going to get into today is all of the different options, if it's right for right now, what your timing looks like, kind of all of the stuff that goes around continuing education. Um, And if it's something that scares you, Hopefully, this conversation will give you kind of an open, like a crack in the door to, to explore a little bit more and see if if maybe there's a style um, of, of this topic that, that will work for you in your life. And I think when I talk about continuing education, I always felt overwhelmed by the idea of going back to school because I felt very accomplished getting my bachelor's <laughs> degree, that thinking about diving back into a grad program or an MBA, I'm actually really grateful that I didn't do it right after college because it wasn't the right time for me. And I think um, as we talk about some of the resources that are available, some of the alternative options are actually more appealing to me than a traditional program. But um, I know that so many people look at it in a different way, whether it's doing a grad program or an MBA right out of college or waiting a few years, taking some time off or going back to school for a whole new degree. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting to know that um, there are so many opportunities out there that you can do in a really interesting and flexible way that Mm -hmm. fits your lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think I'm excited to get into, too, is all of the like price points and time frames and locations like there's a there there are not just a ton of options but there's so much flexibility within this topic um, that I really do believe that if you're excited and interested in either going back full time or whatever it is um, there's there's definitely something for you in in this world so 
Are we ready to speak at Queens? Let's do it, Sid. Let's get into it. So um, I think about a lot of the obstacles that come along with continuing education. College loans. Is it the right time? Where are you in your life? Is it something like I, I just think about where do you begin? How how do you decide when it's the right time for you? Yeah, that is a great question. And uh, I think there's there's no good answer to it. I You know, timing is a tricky thing because there's always going to be a reason to say no to something that you know is going to be out of your comfort zone and more work um, and things like that. And I, I should share that I'm currently in a master's program. So I am in that like traditional grad school type of situation for my version of continuing education. And my reasoning behind it um, there's a few different reasons. I was really excited about the program that I'm in. I'm in, um, it's called Re- Human Resources Development, and it really centers around training and development of employees and, and um, actually educating and learning for people internally. Um, but I think there's also a lot of leadership components that come along with the degree that I'm getting. So I'm really, really excited about that. But I think it was just this itch to like learn more and and um, dive into an interest that I've had. So it started with an interest and then it kind of grew to, okay, how else am I going to gain the knowledge that I'm looking to gain other than for me doing a traditional program um, around, you know, the time commitment is a time commitment. I mean, it's there. And I think that understanding what you're getting into by having, doing your research, having those hard conversations with the people around you, both in your work environment and your home environment, your personal life, uh, your professional life, and the people that know best, which is like the department chair or um, the person that runs the program. Like, Ask all the questions. No one who wants you to be part of that program will make you feel stupid for asking questions that you might think are stupid. Um, and and just be honest that this is totally new for you and, and that you're excited, but you really like you need all the information before you can, can make a move in, in that way. And when you, for full disclosure, this is at least how many years? Seven, six years out of school? Yeah, yeah. I graduated in in 2011. So this is uh, almost seven years out of school. So I'm definitely out of- Took your time. I took my time. I, you know, when I left school, I was like, I'm never going back to school. I'm raising my hand too. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, why would I want to put myself- in a position to, to do more homework really is like what it came down to. The learning component of school is amazing. Like we can, no one can deny that stretching your brain and, and challenging yourself that way is awesome, but homework is not fun. And um, that was what was really scary for me is that I, I have this whole life that I'm really excited about. And do I want to, to add the homework piece of it, which, you know, is time commitment and reorganization of scheduling and things like that. It was a, it was a big um, it was a big step. So, yeah, it, it took a minute to get back in the classroom mentality. Um, but the the classes that I'm in so far have been freaking awesome. And the support that you get even after this amount of time out, out, out of school is, is great. And when it, 
how is your program structured? How often are you taking classes? So for me, I am taking classes twice a week, um, and I'm in a hybrid model. So some of my classes are in the classroom, and some of my classes happen online. Um, the technology piece of this is huge. So if you, there are a ton of programs that you can do fully online. I knew from my own honesty for myself and what other people gladly served up to me <laughs> is that I needed to be in the classroom um, at least most of the time to get the most out of the program. So so the one that I'm in right now is is really good for me personally, and I think we'll get into this more, but it really has to work for you. I at one point thought about doing a fully online program, and, and everybody was like, that is not going to work for you. And I thank those people because they were more honest with me than I was being with myself. Um, and so understanding what your limitations are and what you need was super important, and so this hybrid model really works. So you like the idea of actually having to be in a classroom like you were back in the day. Yeah, because I need the structure. I need, you know, and it's some long days. The classes are once a week, um, two days a week, and they're, it's long. But um, I need the structure of, of being in a place because if the only if the only thing between me and watching TV all night is a couch and I'm expected to actually do homework or participate in, in a classroom setting like, um, online, give me the I'm couch. like, give me my, uh, my Queer Eye apps because that's really what I want right now and, and not homework. So, yeah. Being in a classroom is what I really, really needed. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about where you are is that it's a situation where you're deciding that this program is something that's going to enhance your career for the better. And I read this really interesting article from ThoughtCo because I have resisted the idea of going back to school wholeheartedly since the day I graduated. (laughs) I loved college. I love learning. But I felt so free knowing that everything that I chose to explore and read about and put my effort into was my choice now. It It wasn't structured. I could read or not read anything that I found interesting. I I was more about living life and experiencing. So if anyone is of that variety, there are so many other (laughs) options out there. But I do think about like what, what programs I think this is the important piece of where you were, where it's you're making these decisions. So I was doing some poking around and I found this article on Thought Co., Uh, appropriately labeled, should you go back to school? (laughs) Putting it right out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, to your point, making sure that you're choosing it for the right reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be successful in a program if you're not passionate about it. And it's not getting you, like, it's it needs to be up-leveling you. Yes. So... Will like kind of secondarily, these are some of the tips that they walked through in the in the article about will the specialized degree actually help you advance your career? And if that's the case, then 100 percent. And I think in your case, where you are and knowing the skills that you have and the like industry that you're in, this will just take you to that next step. And that's so important when thinking about wherever it is that you're going and, and what you're what you're doing. But I think the most important thing is also to consider what is your budget? Yeah. How can you actually do this in a way that aligns with your own personal goals and life structure? Mm -hmm. 
because um, I have a note here that says, go back and listen to our budgeting episode. (laughs) 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 Because you don't want to commit to a school before knowing exactly what your budget is Mm -hmm. and what are the opportunities out there that exist for grants and scholarships. Because going back to school a second time around, there's either it's going to be more challenging for you to get those things, or if you're, you know, looking for an advanced degree, there may be more of those available to you. And then secondarily, is your employer there to help out? A lot of uh, companies have resources available that are encouraging of additional degrees and certifications. So have a conversation with your manager or your HR person, because once you can kind of budget and look at how this is going to affect your own personal budget and goals, that's really something important to consider. Yeah. And going off of that, I think we talked about this in company culture a little bit about like the support that your leadership is giving you and things like that. And one of the um, things that was talked about in an article that I found was really um, figuring out how to have that conversation with your employer and from the employer's side, how do you support that person and what they're going to be doing? I'm very fortunate to have a lot of support from um, my team and any help that I need. I know people are kind of there to help either bring me down a little bit if I'm getting stressed. Um, but we'll share this article and it really talks about the positive um, attributes of going back to school and how you as an employer or you as an employee can have this open dialogue dialogue about what you're thinking and how you want to kind of approach this continuing education if that's the the step that you want to take. I think being in that position too is so awesome because it I feel like it turns another part of your brain on where you're able to like look at problems in a different way and be more creative. And while you may be spending all of your free time working on homework and these, you know, writing papers, it's actually if you think about what your goals are, you can align everything that you're trying to achieve with your future, you know, I want to go back to school mindset Mm -hmm. and rely on the people that can help you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that is important to consider is having those conversations with your family, like what you were saying with your employer, your loved ones, your partner, whoever, because those are the people that are actually going to help support you in this process and knowing that your expectations are set and you have outlined exactly like I have two years Mm -hmm. and this is exactly what I'm going to do and here's how I'm going to do it. You kind of have to think about your time and your relationships in a new way. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, very personally for me, I was, I was, I'm really about like going out for dinner and drinks and hang out with friends and, and everything like that. And it was almost a little scary to look at, you know, our friends and say like, hey guys, I might be like underground for a couple of years while I do this, but it's really important to me. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So I hope you're excited too. And all I got from, you know, the people around me was so much excitement back and so much support and so much understanding for how my life is about to shift and what everybody around me is able to do to help be supportive in that way. So I think that being very honest, like, yeah, I'll still be able to make the happy hour. I'll still be able to, like, get something on the fly and, and knowing that that's just not the way it's going to be. Um, and if if it is some days, then that's great. Like, take a break, obviously, if you need a break. But really understanding that... um 
your whole uh, outside of work time is about to dramatically shift um, is a really important term to get to um, and to be very open with the people around you about that is is only going to make the transition uh, more smooth. And truth be told, I think it was a week ago, I asked Sydney to meet us for drinks and she said no. And normally I would be because she was working on school work. (laughs) And I was like, in my head, she could just come out for one drink. And we both know that's not true. (laughs) And I was like, don't be that person, Brianna. Be a supportive friend and say, I'll get you next time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was super helpful because I I stared at that message for, I don't know how long it took me to get back to you, but I probably stared at that for like 10 minutes being like, if I just went for one, like that would be okay. I'm already right around the corner. Let me just like hang a left here instead of going home and it'll be just fine. And I, I, it, it was a really big struggle for me personally. This might not be your situation, but for me, that was a, that was a hard thing to get to was to say no because you know if nobody's texting you then you're fine like you can get it away with a whole weekend doing homework if nobody's talking to you but that that was tough to have somebody actively be like hey let's hang out and I'm like I have no real reason to say no like I'm just going home to work on homework which I could do either later or tomorrow Um, but being really honest about like your schedule like looking ahead for me I there wasn't going to be another time for me to get some of the stuff done that I needed to get done um, and that was really hard. And I, I do really appreciate the, the support and being like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. So not only as an individual who's working on a, a side school hustle, willpower is your best friend. Mm-hmm. So stay strong. Mm-hmm. And then friends out there, people in programs, tell your friends that you care about them and let them know that they're always invited to things, but understand that their expectations are a little different than what they normally are. And be understanding because that's the most important thing. It's it's probably hard for them to have to say no to all the things that they used to say yes to. Yeah, literally every time. You could always count on me for a beverage. <laughs> and uh, that's a little different now. So, yeah, I appreciate that. But um, let's get into, like, if if – you know, the traditional master's or MBA or continuing ed um, world is not for you. And you know that. And you And Brianna, you've said, like, that's probably just not the direction that you want to go in. Um, and there's a number of reasons for that. But there are a lot of options, like we talked about right in the beginning. So do you want to get into We You talk about, like, yeah. all of the alternatives. And it's super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely of the personality type to want like a training program or a certification. So I spend most of my time researching the alternatives and of the ones that I, what's great about it is that this is a little bit more budget friendly too. Yeah. So you can think about it in more of a doable way if you don't have a ton of money set aside for a full degree program. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things range from like $200 to And what I love about it is that you can kind of find – so one of the things I've been looking into is like coaching training and the institutes out there that exist for that. And so as I've been poking around, there's so many awesome resources. Marie Forleo has her B-School program, which is wonderful and educational if you're kind of rocking the entrepreneur – your business, how to up-level it, that kind of thing. And then 
Um, one of the podcasts I love and listen to is called Being Boss, and they have uh, they're primarily targeted toward creative entrepreneurs, and so they have this thing called the CEO Day Kit. And what I love about that is it's something that you can purchase from their website, and it's a full layout of like because most creatives want to be in their business and doing the things that like they started it because they're like I love making candles or like I love designing and being, you know, in the meetings with people and concepting, you know, branding and all that stuff and kind of like tweaking that opposite side of the brain that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. But to be a business owner, you do have to think about your, yourself in the context of, I am the CEO of my business. Right. And so they have this, it's just, you know, one day, whether it's a month or a quarter, you're looking at your business from the CEO perspective and how you can get through that. And they That's have some so worksheets cool. and it's so awesome. That's so cool because exactly like you said, but I, I think you never really put yourself in that position because you're like, I'm the creative. Like, this is what I love to do. This is why I started. But recognizing right off the bat that you're going to need to understand numbers and figure out how to make things work and wear different hats, like to have a resource that teaches you how to do those things when it's not like the thing that comes most naturally to you and that you don't have to hire out for mm-hmm. is really, really empowering. So that's great. I agree. Uh, the other thing is that conferences are really great to attend to. So great. And, like, it, as a sidebar to that, which is also super relevant, I think, like, within continuing ed, in my mind, this includes if you are in a job and you have access to the professional organization of your industry, I count, like, conferences that you have an opportunity to go to within that continuing ed. Like, I think that that deserves to be said because it's not necessarily just, like, taking yourself out of what you're doing all day to go and do something totally different to like expand on an interest or anything like that. But it also is like really enhancing the knowledge that you have in the industry that you love and utilizing that professional organization to help you grow within your role. And that looks really good on a lot of resumes. So yeah, I think that that is like star it, punch it out. If that's the one thing you Starlight it, (laughs) do the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So... Career Contessa posted this great article that I perused and noted a few places that I was like, this I think I can get down with. Um, They posted this article called Your Guide to Continuing Education Outside of Academia. And I was like, hi, Brianna's signing up for this right now. (laughs) Um, So as we mentioned, conferences are a really great way to explore your industry or different different ways that people are doing things in your organization or just to get inspired, even if it's something totally outside of your scope. This is there. They listed a few that were really top notch in terms of ones that their employees have attended or ones that they've heard have been really positive for people like Forbes Women's Summit. Mm-hmm. Heck yes. That sounds pretty powerful. The 99U Conference Unique Camp, which actually was I was like, this sounds something that would really push me outside my comfort zone. It was like you. No you look technology. scared, but I think it's, that maybe I it, think maybe you should go for it. It would, it would force me to like really step outside. Like <laughs> you literally, leave, I, no one can see her right now, but she's like red. <laughs> she looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> so even thinking about it, but, but I feel that's like good. I feel like that's a good thing. Yes. Um, obviously, many people are familiar with South by Southwest, um, so that's a great way. If you're kind of in the creative and um, business and branding, all that stuff, great 
conference in Austin and then create and cultivate. This is start on my list of yeah. dream conference to attend. For sure. Um, the photo ops alone would just be so <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Our friends went and the whole time that they were posting about it, I was like. <gasps> I was like, I if I text them enough, are they going to think I'm there too? Yeah. Or. <laughs> It's like, can you just videotape the whole thing? I'd, lo- I'd love to attend. Um, the other thing that's not listed on here but is new is the Girl Boss Rally. They have their, ah. um, the you know, Sophia Amoruso and her, my. Your queen. My queen. <laughs> um, she hosts a conference, and I think they're doing at least two a year, I think, Ooh. now, I saw. Um, so they did one recently, and it was a huge hit. That's awesome. And they had an option which I all I would I just missed it and I was so bummed digital out. Digital option? The digital option. Creating Cultivate has that too now. A digital option for their upcoming LA conference. Genius. Yeah, it really I mean, it makes so much sense. And for the Create and Cultivate one, I think they said like 10% of ticket sales go toward, um, I think, the uh, time Time's Up movement. Oh. So they have the like socially conscious component, too, which is a very big deal and very necessary. So like shout out to Create and Cultivate for doing that. But having that digital option makes it so much more accessible for those mm-hmm. people that either can't get away or can't take the plane to get there or whatever they have going on. So that's awesome that they also have that going it's on. It's great. Yeah. So if you don't want to leave your home but still want to learn or maybe just want to learn a couple like easy little tasks new new skills tooch here and there like kick it up a notch (laughs) um linkedin learning which are online courses powered by lynda.com if you haven't heard of them linkedin bought them in 2015 um and so it's a Whole, I was actually poking around, and I was like, I think I get down with this. This yeah. is something that I'm going to – I actually bookmarked a few. That I was like, I'm going to look, look back at these. Um, but there are courses and training videos on everything business-related, and it's there were ones on reading body language for leaders and um, understanding how to say no mm-hmm. and just total breakdown of, like, series where you can take a bunch of courses um, or something that's just, like, a quick, you know – easy access resource. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I think really makes sense for LinkedIn. Like I'm I'm kind of like props to you guys for um you know the acquisition of lynda.com because that's brilliant. That's huge. And I actually heard in a in a conference that I was at recently that somebody in the audience said, you know, stood up and made a comment that they really think LinkedIn is like going to take over the world. I mean, as far as the career-centered mind goes, they were very confident about the, their comment around LinkedIn really being, it's like kind of, it's not under the radar, but it's not as big as like some other social networks, but they anticipate within the next like five or seven years them like blowing up the whole system mm-hmm. and, and making it their own. And I think the acquisition of Linda was a, like, I agree, it was a great move. Um, and it's just the first step uh, of probably many for them to, to really take over this market. Yeah. And when you think about their foundation, having an aspect of career development within their platform makes so much sense. And I think it's definitely one of those that I personally feel like this is doable for me because I can kind of frame it in a way that works with my life and I can get specific specialized training on the things that I really care about in this moment or Mm -hmm. things that can help me. Like being better at email newsletter campaigns, goals. (laughs) Small things like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, other ones that they provided is this one called General Assembly, and they have a bunch of training in technology, data, design, business, and they have really, it's kind of like the gamut. You can do full-time, part-time, on-campus, online, everything. Mm-hmm. And it, that definitely has a little bit more structure around it. And, like, if, you, if you're diving into something more specialized with learning, education, it's kind of like a step down from an actual, like, school degree program, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Skillshare. Um, they have online courses that are really great. And then some freebies or low-cost just get inspired by TED Talks. Yeah. Easy. Listen. We've talked about that before. <laughs> like the whole TED channel is just a minefield of inspiration and fantasticness. Mm-hmm. And do yourself a favor and get in there. Yeah. And just keep learning. Um, other organizations, if you're looking for just outside resources, what's what's happening in your town? Are there creative mm-hmm. morning sessions or are there groups in your industry that are getting together for happy hours or networking? There's so many opportunities um, to work through some alternatives. And um, I think that's important when you're thinking about how to frame it in a context that works for you. And the difference between where Sid is and where I am, she's like, I'm full in. I can handle doing an after-school program. Can handle is, you know, that's giving me some credit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, there's literally no way that I could actually go back to school right now. Um, So what can I do to enhance my skills for the better? Absolutely. I I think resume builders like this are really important. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is I think that if you are of the mindset that going to these types of conferences or participating in these online educations don't deserve to be on your resume, you have misstepped. Um, If you're taking the time or putting dollars into any of these programs or any of the ones that we didn't mention, um, absolutely add that to the education piece of your resume. I mean, you took the time. You you should put it there. Um, and don't discount the hour that, that you sat in front of the computer listening and learning and taking notes and, and using it to enhance your knowledge. Um, don't, don't do yourself a disservice by not including that on your resume. Um, that's something to be very, very proud of. And I think we're in the mindset right now that unless it's a traditional education route, um, it doesn't go on the resume. But I would, I would, if somebody is saying that, I would fully disagree. I think um, taking the time to include what it was, what you learned, and and in an interview, say how it is enhanced what you know um, is is really powerful stuff because that shows the future or uh, you know um, potential employer that you care about your own growth um, and you took the time outside of work or within work to to um, enhance what you already know and I think that's really really powerful one of the ones that I want to talk about and I I've, I think I've mentioned Seth Godin before yes um, and if you don't know him go find him sign up <laughs> For everything. Go get it. I get uh, Seth's emails every single day. They come. It's not, you know, I I really love a daily email. They don't all come every day. So if it's a holiday, you're SOL. But Seth's comes every single day, including weekends, holidays. I mean, I've never met this man, but the amount of places I see his name pop up, I mean, that guy is running like all the time. And there are so many professionals out there, I think, that 
that feed off of his energy and his knowledge. Um, and he started something called the Alt MBA. Um, and this is an, a fully online program. I think it spans over the course of a month, maybe. And it is it does cost. Um, I was looking it up just just for extra information here. The tuition is uh, it says three thousand eight hundred and fifty bucks. So it's not you know a small ticket price by any means. But the access to different professionals that you have it's it's uh, it happens within a Slack um, channel. So if you don't know what Slack is, we'll put a link up to Slack so you can learn more about it. But it's a great way to kind of interact with different people literally all over the world. I've taken a course with Seth Godin before, not through the Alt MBA, but through something else that he had offered. I paid for it. Um, I was so happy with the results. But what's different about the Alt MBA is there's no tests. There's nothing um, required as far as like grades go, but you are really pushed to think differently, think creatively. And they've had people from kind of all over the career map participate in this Alt MBA. And we'll link to that so you can... um, learn more about the people who've participated, testimonials, stuff like that. It's always something that's kind of, it, I guess if I wasn't going to go the traditional route like I have, Alt MBA always lived in like the back corner of like kind of taunting me because it just looked really, really cool and interesting and different. Um, so that one I would fully suggest checking out if if you are um, interested in it and excited about Seth Godin because he puts on a lot of, of great uh, material out into the world. And they have on their site really great testimonials from people who've done the program. So you have a bit of awareness around who this makes sense for. And I think he does a really great job outlining, like, this is not for you if Right. And he, yeah, he sets an (laughs) expectation, which I think is really important because you don't want to walk into anything thinking because they they've promoted it a certain way where you know you think it's for everybody but no I yeah I agree I think that he does a great job of really outlining who this will work for and what kind of learner it is for and what kind of professional it is for yeah and you shared this with me back a couple months ago is like hey look into this and when I did I was like again this is not the right time for me right yeah and, it <laughs> and is that's an ex- why you gotta you gotta just anticipate that but it is one of those things where you will 100% take yourself to a whole new level from just the ability to work with other people in different industries and challenge yourself in new ways that mm-hmm. like I, I think about it in the sense that like these are people who are going to be like future entrepreneurs or, you know running these companies yeah, down the road. Absolutely. And and they it's an acceptance process. So it's very it's kind of it's tr- kind of traditional in the sense of that you do have to apply, you do have to get accepted. The cohorts are small. Um but I think again on the website they give you a great idea of like what what they're looking for in an acceptance pool. And if you feel like this is something that uh, is going to help you, then I'd say at least apply because there's there's you can't get anywhere unless you take a first step. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about that I was thinking a lot about when I was preparing for this episode um, from my perspective as being in this like traditional program that's like a lot of the time in class, in person, the whole thing. Um, grading is gives me anxiety. And, like, getting grades gives me even more anxiety. And thinking about, like, having to turn something in for a grade was always just like, oh, God, like, I just want to get it back so I can know what to work on for the next one because I'm obviously not going to do well <laughs> and I need to get back to, like, learning mode. And what I found was, like, 
I'm doing a lot of case studies. So we're looking at um, a lot of, of companies that did things a certain way, and we have to use what we've read and learned about in class to analyze a case study. And I was like, that's really great. It, it gives me anxiety, but I'm doing it and I'm getting through it. Um, but what I realized is I don't do that for any of the other continuing ed programs that I've participated in. So if I go to a conference, I'm not putting it in a context of like a, of, of testing the knowledge that I've just gotten. And I don't like tests, but holy Toledo, like the amount that I'm learning by putting what I'm reading and learning in the classroom into action through these papers and through these opportunities to show the professor that I'm actually retaining what they're talking about. Like, wow, what a crazy concept. (laughs) But I think that that is not and that's not talked about as much in like the online class route or in the uh, conference route. Like they're not really saying like, okay, now this is what this is how we're going to put what you've just learned to the test. Use it in a real situation. Talked about what you've just learned um, with this full day that you've spent sitting in this chair. Um, Because if you're not applying what you've learned, then there is no point in doing it. Like, it's great to be inspired and and walk away feeling really good and like you're on a high. But until you take the time to apply it, like, that is the goal, right? Like, that is why we do something like this is is to be able to grow and learn. Um, And I... Never thought about that until I started having to do it for my classes. So I would challenge everybody who's out there who is interested in like going to a Create and Cultivate. There is so much great information shared at something like that. What are you doing to test yourself on it when you're back home? What are you doing to put it into action? It needs to be intentional. It needs to be part of your day that you've cut out to go over all of your notes organize them and really figure out how you're going to put it into action or there is no point in doing it and paying all that money to go. I think that that is the best thing I've heard ever of all time because it can be very overwhelming to attend a conference. I've been in that situation where I was like, I got home and I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything because I can't even parse out what I should start with. Yeah. <laughs> and so ever I go to an annual one each year and because that's what annual means. <laughs> no, the annual one. It's, just, it's different. <laughs> so what I learned from the first year was pick three things to take away from this experience. What are the three things you can do within the next month or three months and that has been the greatest act that I like action taken from having attended a conference where you're just being thrown information that's Mm -hmm. all new to you in a lot of ways and it's to hear you say like you know being in the school experience of having to test your knowledge in that way you should be doing that mm-hmm. in every aspect of your life. And I feel like that's such an important reminder that we should have it have that stick in our brains forever. And it's crazy how I've gone to a lot of conferences and I've participated in a fair amount of like online learning opportunities. And I really like to learn, although school was never my strong suit. I think like things that I'm interested in, I want to sit there and like take it all in. I get really, really jazzed about it. But I've I've literally never like you sit there and you 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 put it back into action um, sometimes, but not fully, I don't think. But doing this case study work has really 
motivated me in other areas to say like, okay, how else am I learning and how am I applying it? And I and I feel a little silly that it kind of just hit me like this because, um, but I, again, I've been out of school for seven years and I don't even think I did like a ton of case studies when I was in school, but by the nature of the program that I'm in, like, this is how we're learning how to do what what these companies have done is really studying their programming and all of that kind of stuff. And um, understanding what regurgitating information, but knowing how to fully digest it and understand it. And and now I know it. Like, I feel really confident about what I've learned in the five weeks I've been back in school um, because I've been challenged to really know it. And I've been challenged to really understand fully what I'm learning about and talking about and having to to write papers about. Um, so I do feel really strongly that now that's something that I want to do with every continuing at opportunity um, is in and it's different for every um, outlet I think it, it might show itself differently but um, figuring out how to test yourself on it and, and utilize it is is going to be the best way um, to actually make that much time that you've spent putting toward it useful mm-hmm. so I feel really strongly about that I love it yeah are there other things that we haven't covered as far as opportunities for education? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I just want to touch on quickly that someone reminded me of um, that I think is really important is recognizing when when a traditional or even an online or anything isn't necessarily going to work for you and understanding that like trade professions, apprenticeships, like I know a lot of artists that um, instead of going like onto a master's in art necessarily, they did an apprenticeship with a professional um, and knowing when the difference works for you. It's like everything we've talked about around finding like the good fit for you. But I think that apprenticeships aren't talked about super widely, neither are maybe trade professions. Um, but knowing what the benefits of, of those types of avenues would be is really important. So those are things that I looked into a little bit more for today's conversation because I I didn't take that route and I probably won't take that route. Um, but friends of mine who have been in the art world, especially the apprenticeships, they said was the most invaluable experience that they had because they admired this person's work. They wanted to learn from them specifically and they had an opportunity to like kind of attach themselves to that person for a set amount of time. And I think the same is like for tattoo artists, there's apprenticeships within that world as well, which counts as art too. Um, and it's that moment where you find almost like it's more than a mentor because they're really like they are the teacher and they are putting you through tests and and helping you understand how to perfect your craft. Um, so apprenticeships for those who are in maybe the creative space who, who aren't necessarily thinking about the C like that one day Mm -hmm. program yet, but you just want to get better at your craft looking into, and I don't know if if, if that's something that I'll look into and and report back on about like what kind of information kind of lives online to find something like that. But a lot of it is through networking and world of word of mouth and things like that. So if that's the route that you're looking to take, um, I think that they, there is um, information and opportunities out there for something like that. Yeah. I know a few people who are in that space where they like woodworking, for example, mm-hmm. you if you know someone who you're aspiring to like get to their level, have a conversation with them because 
again, I think a lot of people are really open to sharing their knowledge and saying, hey, I'd love to help you like come into my workshop on you know Saturdays for the next month and we'll work through some of the stuff that you're looking to learn. And it's nice to know that people are so open and welcoming and collaborative and we'll have that conversation of let's sit down together and, you know, I think kind of like jumps into uh, the element of networking a little bit where just having a conversation with someone who's in your industry could help you in the long run a lot. Take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we've covered a lot of different avenues for people who are interested in growth and expansion. And even if it's in the same industry or if it's in a, if it's in a totally different place or if it's for hobby purposes, like continuing ed doesn't need to stop somewhere. Um, I think if I've learned anything from family members, it is that con- continuing your education only serves you well for the length of your life. Um, so I think even if it's not for any like degree, like the traditional degree, but it is for your own personal growth. It is just as valuable. Um, And I think we've given you all like a lot of options to kind of consider. Um, But please, please feel free to ask more questions. Um, We're here to kind of, like we said, do the work for you and and find some resources and helpful tips to um, get you where you want to be. So I encourage you to reach out, give us your feedback and and let us know what helped and what didn't. Yeah. And everything that we talked about today are going to be linked in the show notes on the episode so um shoot us a message on the socials if you feel like you found anything or have questions to follow up but i think uh that's a wrap that's a wrap shall we break let's break feeling like a queen yet find us at queen speaking on twitter facebook youtube and instagram and tell us all about it see you next week